It says that my God will, not might, not maybe, but will meet all your needs. It's an absolute. And then it says, my God will meet all your needs. Not some of your needs, but all of them. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet, parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email Bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. Listen to how this little girl deals with someone's, someone's disbelief. Talking about whales. And she informed the class that it was impossible for a whale to swallow a human being because although they were huge, their throats were too small. A little girl raised her hand and said, The Bible says that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. Annoyed, the teacher reiterated that it was physically impossible. So the little girl said, Well, when I get to heaven, I'll ask Jonah. And the teacher asked, Well, what if Jonah went to hell? Well, the little girl replied, Then you can ask him. Well, if we believe the word is true, and I, and I know we do, then this scripture I'm about to share, this amazing promise I found in Philippians when a, the Apostle Paul was encouraging those folks, this scripture will change your life. Listen to this. My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Let's just think about that for a second. It says that my God will, not might, not maybe, but will meet all your needs. It's an absolute. And then it says, my God will meet all your needs. Not some of your needs, but all of them. Then it goes on to say that according to his glorious riches, God's not rich. He's gloriously rich. His resources are endless. And then it finishes it off by saying, in Christ Jesus. That means it's a promise only for believers. That's us. What an incredible promise. So let's make sure that we understand what it doesn't say. That scripture doesn't say, I'll meet all your greeds. You see, there's a big difference between needs and wants. And just like as parents, we don't give our kids everything that they want because we know it's not good for them. God doesn't promise to give us everything we want. But he does promise to meet all of our needs. So why is it that you may have financial needs today? 
Why is it so, that so many believers are struggling financially? Are we not understanding something? Is God failing us? The answer, of course, is no, not a chance. Rick Warren, he likes to explain it this way. With every promise, there's a premise. When God makes a promise, he is clearly saying, I'll do my part if you will do yours. So to make sure that you're in a place where God can make good on his promise to meet all of your needs, try to remember these simple principles. First, pray before you pay. Ask God to get involved with your financial decisions, your buying decisions, certainly before you invest your money in anything. The word says, ask and you shall receive, and your joy shall be complete. Talk to him about it. Second, when you have a need, plant a seed. Now, it sounds illogical to our human nature to give at the very time when you have a need. But that's why it requires faith. God says, my ways are not your ways. When you give during your time of need, you exercise your faith and you unleash God's blessings on your life. And finally, third, trust is a must. We have to trust God in everything. You know, worry and anxiety, they're not qualities befitting a believer. When you worry about everything, what you're really saying is, it all depends on me. And that actually displeases God. So the more we trust him, the more he can meet our needs. Whatever your situation is today, if you believe the word of God to be true, and I know you do, then you have to believe that this promise is for you. I want you to say it with me. My God will meet, go ahead, God will meet your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. We've all heard the phrase, talk is cheap. However, the truth is, it's not. Stay with us to learn about the power behind our words and how important they are to God. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. You know, we've all heard this phrase. Talk is cheap. But you know, the truth is, 
It's not. In fact, that phrase actually came to be by referring to someone who says they're going to do something and then doesn't. But the reason why talk isn't cheap is because words, your words, they're important. And the word has a lot to say about it. You know, we live in a time when there's not much silence. And it seems like somebody's always talking. The TV is on and we're on the telephone. The radio is on and we're scrolling through hundreds of words a minute on the computer. You know, so it stands to reason that taking in all these words can make us callous to what we're hearing. And so we have a tendency to also get callous with the words of our own. So consequently, we've noticed this definite trend where people will speak their mind and unload on others. So much so that our society in general, generally, they think this is an admirable character trait. But if we listen to what the word says, we start to understand that words are too important and far too dangerous to use carelessly. One of the most valuable lessons that we can learn in life is that when we open our mouth, less words are better than more. There's an old story about an ambitious student who approached a very successful old businessman with this question. Tell me, sir, he asked, what is the secret to your success? Two words, the old gentleman said. Right decisions. But how do you make right decisions, the student asked. One word, experience. And how do you get experience? Two words, wrong decisions. <laughs> you see, the old businessman had this gift of saying a lot in a few words. And anyone who speaks in public very often will run across this famous quote from Thomas Jefferson who said, the most valuable talent is never using two words when one will do. You know, and if we think about it, there's different times in our life when just a word or two are very meaningful. For instance, if you ever had a run-in with the law, the words not guilty were probably meaningful to you. You know, most of us remember a day when the words I do caused a significant change in our life. I heard the other day that someone said the two most beautiful words in the English language, check and closed. The point is, words are more important than we think. And words have tremendous power to do good or great harm. And the words that we speak are something that God allows us to have complete control of. The book of Proverbs addresses the issue. It says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. It also says this, Pleasant words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bone. You can find lots of them in Proverbs. It also says, The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. You see, our words are important. 
The Lord said that out of the overflow or the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. And what happens is when we let an emotion of any kind overcome us, it comes out in words. And if we're filled with joy, then our words reflect it. But when we let anger and bitterness and disappointment, when we let those things get the best of us, then our words will reveal that also. The problem is usually those words are poisonous and sometimes destructive. Well, we know that being human, we're going to have those times when we struggle with those kind of emotions that produce negative words. But when that happens, when that happens, we need to realize that this is when we're being tested. Because even though we're struggling with these emotions, God intends for us to value our words enough to put down the uprising in our spirit, to lash out at others due to our pain. Well, you might say, Bob, sometimes I just can't keep it all inside. It's got to come out. Well, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I, I agree with you. You do need to get it out. But you just need to take it to the Lord. Because he's the best one to help you with it anyway. Our words, what we say, it's so important. You know, in the same passage that Christ mentioned that we speak out of the abundance of our heart, he also said this. He said, I tell you that men will give account on the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted. And by your words, you'll be condemned. Wow. I mean, he really is listening to everything you say. Our words can affirm our loved ones, or it can distance us from them. Our words can encourage and uplift a child, or it can crush and defeat them. Our words can bring peace to a conflict. Or it can take the conflict to another level. There's power in our words. And in particular, there's incredible power in one word. I love to hear Stephen Evans tell stories when he returns from an underprivileged country where he's addressed thousands of people who've never heard the gospel. And he says he's simply sometimes we'll just mention the name of Jesus. And everything changes. Souls are saved. Bodies healed. Revival begins in a nation. All because he said the word Jesus. And you might say, well, you know, it's just a word. But I say, no, it's not. Because we know that there's power behind the word. And that's what I'm saying to you today. That illustrates that there's some power behind every word you say. There's a scripture that says, A word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. So you see, we need to watch what we say. Did you know that Joseph was a slave and yet God said he was a prosperous man? Tune in to hear how to anticipate God's favor in your life even in difficult times. 
This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools, maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Stay tuned. I'd like to tell you about the new man in my life. He's absolutely amazing. He's bright, strong, and he lights up my life. He's Leo, the new versatile pocket light from Nebo Tools. Leo is so dependable. I won't go anywhere without him. Leo is fully dimmable, equipped with memory power setting, and has both work light and spotlight modes that pivot and rotate to direct the light wherever you need it. Leo sports a pocket clip, magnetic base, kickstand, and hanging hook to give me endless options for hands-free lighting. I absolutely love my Leo. Bobby enjoys reading every email you send and personally responds to most of them. Email him at bobby at onthebrightside.org. Okay, now I want to share on the subject of prosperity for a minute. How many could use a little prosperity in their life right now? Okay, before I start, here's a little prosperity humor. You ready? A woman was talking to her friend over lunch. My husband just told me I was the one responsible for making him a millionaire. Really, said her friend, what was he before you married him? There was a pause. A billionaire. Okay. Prosperity. I want to take you back, way back into the Word, all the way to Genesis for a second, where God teaches us about prosperity. And he does it through the life of a young man named Joseph. Now, what's interesting about one of the first lessons on prosperity is that God uses an oxymoron to do it. Now, in case you think an oxymoron is a distant relative of yours, let me explain. Let me, let me explain. An oxymoron is when you combine contradicting terms. For example, if you say airline food, that's an oxymoron to me. If you say working vacation, it's an oxymoron. Here's my favorite one. Congressional ethics. That's unfortunately sometimes an oxymoron. Hope there's no politicians here, by the way. But in Genesis chapter 39, it says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So Joseph is identified as prosperous, and yet... From the verses right before this, we learn that Joseph was a slave, having been been sold into slavery by his own brothers. So our lesson on prosperity comes from the life of a prosperous slave, which is certainly a contradiction in terms of our understanding of prosperity. You know, one thing that I love about the Word of God is that I don't believe God made any mistakes in it. Do you? I believe He had a reason for everything. And I don't think it was an accident that way back in the beginning, God pointed out to us through the story of Joseph that being prosperous and having prosperity is not about making money and accumulating wealth at all. Joseph was a young man who came to know the Lord as a teenager. He sought after the will and destiny God called him. 
too. And, all, and though he had setbacks along the way, he trusted God. He had integrity. His prosperity was his promise because of his relationship with God. You see, God views prosperity much differently than we do. Material things are not the only indicator of prosperity. True prosperity is simply knowing that God is with you in good times and bad times. True prosperity is his vision alive in your heart. True prosperity is not found in finances, but in the favor and blessings of God. His anointing. His power that's at work in your life. And if we think that God's favor is just the increase in our finances, then listen, we have a diminished view and a limited view of God. And we need to have our eyes open to the true prosperity that God can give us. Joseph was a slave in the house of a rich and powerful man, yet God saw Joseph as the prosperous one. Joseph knew he was prosperous because he knew prosperity comes from God, not man. Because he trusted God, he had a confidence on the inside that was not affected by his circumstances on the outside. The word says this, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. I think there's an important lesson in the story of Joseph, the prosperous slave. And that is this. We need to stop interpreting so many of God's principles as relating to just finances. Joseph had a prosperity mentality. And he lived a very successful life. He had many accomplishments. But God didn't measure his prosperity by what he had on the outside, but from what he had on the inside. And what he had on the inside is where all this prosperity came from, including this sizable external wealth he ultimately created. The word also says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Today, I want you to know that you can prosper in the Lord and in the world because of the confidence and faith you have in Jesus Christ. You can prosper just like Joseph. Even if you feel like a slave sometimes, you can prosper even in tough financial times. So don't get discouraged. Anticipate his blessings and favor in your life and I promise you, something good will happen. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen this morning? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker 
cluster of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. 